Hello. How are you? My name is Nick. Today we talk about a lot of things, including Mexico and Polska and New York City and the New York Stock Exchange. Everybody, listen, listen. This is what we do tonight. We're going to talk about New York City. And it's a great place for rugby and a great place for listening and connecting with your peers. So listen, okay, so uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do some amazing things, including getting microphones. And microphones are great because you get to listen to the, the great voices of the, of the peers you're listening to. Um, but like also, on the podcast, we're going to talk about college. College is a, such a such an amazing thing that you can do, but it all comes at a price, you know. <laughs> like my buddies, my mates, my mates do a lot of things where it's it's not necessarily a thing, and uh, you know it's what it is. Uh, so how many times do you guys go to Home Depot? You know, Home Depot is like a place where you buy garden and bushes and shrubs and stuff. And then when you buy the shrubs and stuff, like you, you also look for screws. So when you look for screws, you get the screws that uh, that make sense for your door. Uh, we talk about how Scott is infatuated with a door. He, <laughs> he loves doors. Uh, the hinges, the knobs, the windows, the mailbox slots, all of it. Uh, anyway. Uh, we really end on dragons, <laughs> and and the fact that dragons are here in everyday life, including including the, like in Kamo, Kamo, right? Kamo is that what it is? In Kamo, dragons are like the the dragons that like really can tear you apart, and like you can like rip your flesh and uh, and everything about you. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know we're here to hustle. We're here to live life on a Monday, and we really appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, and and you know what? Your ears are what we live for. Your ears are what we strive to make very, very, very wet with our voices. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, uh, we hope that you guys shave your heads and beards with Harry's razors. Hey, enjoy your night. Thank you from the Money Hustlers. Yo! Yo! <laughs> Yo, um, welcome back to another episode of Monday Night Hustlers, the internet's still number one poverty pod. Number one. Number one. We are um, on top of the charts and we appreciate it. Yes. Um, date is September 16th, 2019. Uh, we're in episode Jordan plus 11. 11 from Stranger Things. The most famous 11. Yeah. I, I can't think of any other famous 11. 7-11. So. Ooh. That's 7 plus 11. I think that's more famous than no, it's seven te- it's that Technically, it's 7 minus 11, which is negative 4. 4. 7-11 is like worldwide, ain't it? Yes. Not, not worldwide, is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Is it? I mean, it's not. If they're in China, they're worldwide. They're international, yeah. They're, yeah, they're a national, not worldwide. Like, you're not going to find a yeah, 7-Eleven in Kansas. I don't think they're in Antarctica and Greenland. If, if, cha- if change goes... Well, we're going to buy Greenland it, next month. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if change goes from the U.S. and expands abroad, are you going to say worldwide or international? International. 
fuck that. I would say we're worldwide. <laughs> so when you go to the air, when you, when, you go to, so when you go to an airport and they fly to multiple country countries, do you call it a worldwide airport or an international airport? Well, I mean, international is is, is the proper nomenclature. No, but, good word. Good word. Good word for words. But that word, but, but but saying something is worldwide uh, is much it more marketable. Makes you sound like pitbull. Yeah, it makes you sound like pitbull. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. You say it makes you sound like pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the guy does is just come out with bangers. Just, so yeah, uh, he, comes, yeah. he brings. He, what was he, the last banger? Yeah, what was his last banger? He's he's gone bangerless in 2019. Yeah, I mean, he kind of sold out. Got a uh, Sirius XM channel, and then. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he's 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 good. I mean, he has enough bangers to. To yeah. Wait, do they only play pitbull on his? I don't know. I haven't yeah. even I haven't even like listened to it. Yeah. Don't you get like free XM with? Uh, I have I have X. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gone to the channel. I just it's more just sports. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys are back back from New York. How was that? Well, let's talk more about Eleven. Okay, sorry. Um, so <laughs> sorry. Uh, for the for the for the listeners that haven't watched Stranger Things, which was me up until three months ago, I, I binge watched all three seasons in like. Two weeks. Uh, I watched the first three episodes and could care less. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but Eleven is a—is uh, she a main character? Oh yeah, what do you mean? She's like the the star, the main yeah, character, the superhero. protagonist for sure. I like the uh, who's the guy? Not the guy that gets killed all the time or gets sick. Whoa! Not the guy. That, the guy that has a oh, spoiler. Not kill all the time. The guy that's always like seeing dreams and stuff. Will. Will. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, the one that's in love with Eleven. I like that guy. Mike? Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. There's a funny picture of him, like, where he's just, like, standing there with, and it's, like, a popular meme, just him standing with, just throwing up, flipping up a bird, and, oh, fuck, there's some, like, just good captions to it. I, I don't have any on the top of my head, but I'll find them, I'll source them, and I'll post them on our Instagram. At Money Night Hustlers? Yes, at Money Night Hustlers. Yeah. Uh, have, have, been, have been posting a little bit on there uh, of our meals, and... And uh, famous people that we pair Michael Jordan with because that's what we name our episodes after. I mean, it's just, it's just, I I think there needs to be a new numerical system based on that. It should be Jordan minus 22, should be one. Uh huh. Also, like when Jordan minus twenty, you used to play basketball and you're shooting a three like a fadeaway. Be like Jordan now, well, like minus twenty when you're doing a count. Jordan minus twenty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't a numerical system. A three pointer is a term for something that counts for three points. So a three pointer can still be called a three pointer, but how many points you get is Jordan minus twenty. Oh yo, did you guys like my carny shot? Yeah. Did you post it on uh, Money Hustlers? I didn't. I, I didn't want to be all about myself. And did you? Why not? You should be know. all about yourself. Did you? Uh, well, took you. Was it five shots? What'd you do with the toy? Sold home. Okay. I got the, the homie is Lobo. It, is it for a special someone? You have a toy. Yeah, I got a stuffed animal. See, you didn't see his uh, giant husky. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't get involved. The homie Lobo. <laughs> you you guys, I don't get involved. involved with me. You didn't put it in the Monday Night Hustlers thing. No, no I did not. Yeah. Did you have it like a Nick and Nick and Scott text message group? No, no, I posted it on my on my personal Instagram story. Oh, I don't go on Instagram. I want, I, I should just caption it. Hey, ladies, Lobo is looking for a new home. You named him Lobo. Yeah, that's the homie uh, Lobo. You found the dog. I found it. What? No, I I have it. You bought a dog. He was playing a carnival game and made a shot and won a stuff. Oh, stuff. <laughs> 
I said you that, dude, didn't, didn't I? Yeah, he told me. I, I yeah. thought you gave it to this girl you were talking to. Him. I I didn't. Um, it's still at home. Looking for, still looking for a new home. So, Lobo is up for adoption. All right. I appreciate that. Yep. For notes. Nick handed Dan a notebook. Remember our policy? Yes. Our our podcast rules. When we were uh, in LaGuardia, Dan and I were just kind of bored sitting in like some random gate. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? So then I just drew a tic-tac table Uh in my notebook and just handed it to him. He was like, what? (laughs) Wait, you drew up all the... I just drew a tic-tac table. and then we Everyone it. always starts off in like the top right corner or the center. So there's a guaranteed system to win whether you start or don't start. Oh, crap. Bullshit. No, there is. There's a guaranteed way to forfeit the game. So, no, I was... I forget. <clears throat> I, I was on a flight to the Bahamas from Florida with Ashley's parents and Ashley. And we were playing tic-tac-toe sitting next to a small plane. <clears throat> and her mom saw from back seat and she whispered into ears like you know there's a way to guarantee you win every single time and then she like told her i'm like what that's like cheating and then i played her like five times lost every single time it's like a combination of like yes the corner picking the corner and then if someone picks the middle or a corner you have a you have two options to 100 percent win the game so if they don't pick a corner or the middle then I don't know, so like if I put X in the right hand corner, put a zero here. <laughs> yeah, see dude. No, I, I don't I don't know, like I don't know what the system is. I wasn't taught it, but uh It's the cor it's the corner gives you the best option, but if you if you sink one in the middle and then You just gotta play you gotta play the so, like, for instance, what I do here... So, I lost the second... We only played two games at the airport. Take up real quick. Um, but I tried just, like, picking a random box instead of the one you... Because Nick Nick went with the middle. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he did. The first time Both did. times. Then I went with the second on that one. Yeah, and then you or go with the corner or whatever. Then you have options and all that kind of bullshit. But, uh... We're talking about Tic Tac Toe on fucking... But I tried, going, I tried going another way, and then you, you can get trapped into losing it. Yeah. I gotcha. I mean, everyone knows this, but... Yeah. Not really. But. Everyone knows this. Everyone plays tic-tac-toe. I don't buy it. You but think anyways. tic-tac-toe is uh, international? Yeah, probably. Or is it worldwide? So you think, like... <laughs> <laughs> so you think people in Mongolia, like, play tic-tac-toe? I'm like, sand and stuff. Good. But snow. <laughs> is it Mongolia snowy? I thought it was like a desert. It's a mountain, mountain. No, mountain. They got great Mongolian beef there, though. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fun fact, Mongolian beef is not Chinese. in Mongolia. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. It's not Chinese at all, right? No, it's American. So is a uh, Kung Pao chicken or not General Sao? Yeah, Sao. Crab Rangoons, it's American. Burritos. Most, most Chinese Burr- food. Burritos. Yeah. Oh, shout out. It's uh, Mexican Independence Day. I was wondering. Oh, that's what it is. I thought it was Cinco de Mayo. No, uh, Cinco de Mayo. You clown. That's that's uh. That's when the Mexicans beat the French in a battle. Yeah. Why is that more important so than they Mexican? Got two Mexican celebrations. Day? Because it's not because it's more it, the the name Cinco de Mayo is, is a lot more marketable. Oh, okay. You know, uh, so like the except, marketing except, geniuses behind yeah. that stuff. Okay. What's uh, what? Are, what do the Star Wars people have? Uh, DSC DSC CS de September. Yoda Day or something. September. I don't know. Uh, say it. May, uh, May the fourth, fourth be with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know what? I uh, so I, wait. So like, Polish Independence Day precedes both of those holidays. 
So if you do a good job celebrating on Polish Independence Day, you can forget about Star Wars on the next one. I think, I think, <laughs> so I actually seen like a GMC Acadia, and if you guys don't know what that is, it's like a big SUV, with this lady through her sunroof, had probably about like a 6 by 10 foot Mexican flag hanging out of there. I'm still somewhat of a believer that you should support the American flag while you're repping your Mexican flag. Oh, multiple always. flags? Like, have the American one, like, next to it, or... But, like, what about, what, but what about the... Above what, it, What about the people yes. that want to celebrate the specific Mexican heritage? What if there's an immigrant that comes here that just wants to celebrate Mexican heritage? But I... I, I I'm, to- I'm, I'm not, like... Like, what the hell? They didn't go up to the lady and start smashing right. her windows or something. Like, this is America. Hey, the, the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world in uh, Dubai, was lit up with the Mexican flag. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I'm not trying to go hard on it, but, like, I feel like you're, 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 you're enjoying your, 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 your Mexican freedom because you're, you're here... You're driving your GMC Acadia, which is a luxury SUV in the United States. <laughs> do you, do you because think, of the opportunities, do you think you have Americans here. should fly Mexican flags in Mexico when they're celebrating Independence Day? If they live there and that's their home, yes. Yeah. For sure. I don't think it should be something that we're worried about. You have bigger problems. You'd probably get shot if you were driving around with an American flag in Mexico. Well, today, in some yeah. places, today, yeah. we'll, today, we'll, defer, yeah. we'll defer to our half Mexican. Yeah, people will probably throw bricks at your car. I, I don't know about that, but no, I, I, I believe it. Like, if you just like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like you I'm might gonna, get some dirty looks. I don't know about. The, I just uh, that's just what I think you should do. Your car up. Just because you aren't living in Mexico, and I understand heritage and all that, but like, obviously, we have May third for the Polish people. And those oh, people, May those 3rd? Are, May 3rd is Polish Day. Well, Polish people aren't, like, rocking They're American not. flags. Polish people do not like America. I once, I once, not, dude, that's a lot. I mean, you're not Polish, but Polish people do not like America <laughs> or Americans. No. They, well, they want, they want America to be Poland. There, there are a group of Polish people that think Poland is better, although they live here. And I remember one Polish Independence Day because everyone would get in their cars and do, like, burnouts and they have... Polish flag. It was just like really an entertaining event because people would, you know, go nuts. I remember some drunk old Polish guy came up to me and he was like literally jabbing his finger in my chest saying, I don't know what I'm celebrating. And then I just want to say, first of all, you're in the U.S. of A. So get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You sound like an old guy with like a shotgun on his porch. No, and I don't. <laughs> his rocking chair. It's America. He's America. He's out his fucking team. No, I, I appreciate you know. going back to your flag thing, Daniel. My dad, I mean, I'm like fifth and sixth generation on my parents' side, and my dad has a healthy respect for like the Constitution, the history of our country, and he's his best friend at work, or his only kind of one of his only friends was uh, Ben, who was a Polish immigrant, and Ben was one of those guys that flew. He had a flagpole in his front yard, and he always flew the American flag above the Polish flag, kind of thing. And my dad had a level of respect for that because he acknowledged, like, you're Polish, you can be proud of your culture. Yeah, your this is your, your home. Culture. Exactly. This is where you decide to reside. Yeah. And then this is your culture, yeah. I think yeah. flags in general are outdated. They just need to have, like, like Instagram. It's all about Hashtags. Flags. Hashtag America. Hashtag Mexican. You're just, there's, 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 a a flag, there's a flag for sexuality. There is. Yeah. Is there a straight flag? Wait, uh, so... Uh, so if uh, you're flying the gay flag, 
Do you have to fly the American flag next to it? The well, no, it doesn't it doesn't define culture. It defines sexuality, I think. So or beliefs, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we should have like personal flags. Oh, I guess it's a crest. Whatever happened to family crests? You can make one right now. Online. You probably have one. You think so? I'll yeah, of one. course you do. Look, uh, Google Nick Sky family crest. <laughs> <laughs> my, mine, I made so back. Uh, things like before the season three of Game of Thrones, they did a uh, for a promotion thing like, oh, all you fans you can go on this website and create your own sigil and crest. And I did mine for hand cash. I did a pig and a money sign. <laughs> with, with, with the Chicago colors, the sky blue and red and white. There you go. I don't know how we got on the flags, but that was a nice turn. Yeah. We talked uh, about uh, culture, then we talked about Mexican Independence Day. Yes. Uh, going back to which, New York, your uh, time there, how was that? Oh, yeah, you, were in La- you said you were in LaGuardia Airport. What, how does that airport compare to the, all the airports? Shit, LaGuardia is the <laughs> midway of New York. No, it's worse. No, than I think Midway's a lot nicer. Midway's. Well, a lot I mean, I'm just saying, compar- comparatively, JFK is beautiful. Yes. It's a nice airport. Uh, I flew to Newark once, and that was an okay airport. LaGuardia is like the midway of New York. Why? Why are they near each other, or what? What's the distinction? They're like a few hours away. Well, so LaGuardia is in Queens, which is yes. uh, the borough over. JFK's. It's not in Manhattan because there's nothing in Manhattan. No, it's. Um, uh, I don't know what borough is in, but I know it's like an hour, two hours. Uh, it's a two-hour so, drive. So yeah, so the train ride from JFK. To, so we stayed in Times Square in the Times Square area. From JFK to Times Square, the train ride was like a bus and a train ride. that was like two hours. The train ride to LaGuardia from Times Square was forty minutes. So it's much closer. Um, but JFK to LaGuardia. Uh, like, LaGuardia's a shitty airport. Uh, it literally reminded me... So Dan walked into the TSA line. He's like, this reminds me of Little Rock, Arkansas. Because it was the exact same, the same setup. layout. Yeah. I've been, um, in, I've been in way nicer airports all around the world. Look, it seemed Denver, fairly big. Uh, Denver's airport's really nice. Yeah, Denver's nice. Really? I've been there. Um, O'Hare, O'Hare's got something going for it. I mean, I mean, Mar- Marrakesh, Morocco has a, nice, has a nicer airport than LaGuardia. Morocco? Yeah. Really? Because well, they got my so no, like it's, it's a it's a backup airport. No, that's like their main domestic airport. New York's yeah, that's their main domestic airport. Not JFK. No, JFK is international. International, but J- but well, Laguardia is international too. Yeah, but but like majority though, if you're gonna do your, you're gonna fly domestic. Yeah, you yeah. Or, or Most of your domestic flights are out of Laguardia. So we so we flew into JFK on American and flew out of Laguardia because it was cheaper. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know. I don't care about the airport. I don't want to spend any time there. I don't like. Yeah, I, I we still at LaGuardia. Time. We paid twenty nine dollars for two beers. So it's still expensive. Well, I mean, it's an airport, and you're in New York. But when we were in Chicago and O'Hare flying toward uh, New York, we paid. Now you learn from your mistakes. Twenty two bucks. You asked for the price beers. of the beer before. Yeah, you buy. always, <laughs> always, especially at an airport. It's legit. Because like he cheaper. could say he could say whatever. Like the bartender, they could say whatever, and you're gonna pay it. If you're like eleven dollars, I mean, it's, uh, like all right, eight bucks. It's you get it's, something different. it's New York and it's an airport. It's always gonna be more expensive. Even New York is more expensive yeah. than Chicago. New York was cheaper to eat in than Chicago is. We got in almost an entire yeah. pizza for five bucks. Two brothers, shout out two bros. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's their model though. You're not gonna get that every like at other like decent places in New York. You go to Bocce's Pizza over. Uh... That's five dollars for a single slice. I got an entire pizza for five bucks. True that. Well, and it was that's, good. That's, it was that's good. slice of Bocce's. That's, that's, that's the same, but that's that's two brothers' business model. Like you're not gonna get right. 
I guarantee the quality isn't as good as like a. So on the last night, place. on the last night, I was in front of uh, two brothers. Dan, Dan was like, "Pass out. Like, you want to get a slice of pizza? Yeah, I'll go get a couple slices of pizza." It was like down the block from our hotel. Is that all you guys eat? Uh, a we lot. Had like, we had a lot of pizza. Four out of five days, at least yeah. once. Um, so I went out to two two bros, and it's like an outdoor indoor type place. They're moving people quick as hell, and then I, I get in line to order some pizza, and then all of a sudden I hear like this. Not drill. What's it called? A cutter? A uh, grinder. I hear a grinder like... <laughs> and there's this guy grinding a lock off of a bike that's that's attached to like a pole. I'm like, is this guy literally stealing a bike with like 50 people around him just watching him? And he like borrowed the, the grinder from the restaurant. So he like grinds off a lock, hops on the bike and just rides off. Oh man. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like just this guy's bike and he forgot his key... Or well, if, I noticed that a lot of bikes there are, are like the frames are taped, and people probably use them to protect the frame. But I just think they're just stolen bikes if you go. Yeah. And now you're in front New of ton of York. <laughs> I do like New York though. Uh, people are super nice uh, for the most part, but they get they they're very easy to tell you to go after yourself in a way. Do we went we went to get so, some halal food. Uh, Second night from a food truck. Yeah, food food cart. Oh, food cart. Food cart. Yeah. Um, and we walked up to this guy. So, this is my mistake. So I had fifteen dollars cash, and I walk up to this guy. He's like, "Can we get two combo plates for fifteen bucks?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And he starts making it, and Dan looks at the price. He's like, "Dude, combo plates are six bucks." Yeah. <laughs> so like, like it'd be twelve bucks. bucks total. So I'm like, ah, crap. So like, I I essentially overpaid three bucks, and I said, and then I asked him like, "How much? How much is it?" He's like, "You said fifteen bucks." I'm like, but it says six right there. like, I gave you so much extra. I'm like, all right, cool. So I paid a, I paid a little extra, but then after we finished eating, like, we had a little leftovers. I'm like, hey, man, can you toss some more rice and white sauce on this? It's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we had, like, a second meal when we got back home. Not bad. Oh, yeah, you guys stayed in your little uh, hostel? Dude, so we stayed at this hotel called The Pod, and I swear, like, it's a new building, but I swear, like, they built a 300-room hotel, and they're like, hey, what if we divide each room into three and have a 900 room hotel and you literally have a, a hallway with a bunk bed a small bathroom and it's 115 square feet total so it's like scott's closet and when we were getting yeah, ready in the, smaller than my bedroom yeah when we were getting ready in the morning it's a significant smaller than your bedroom <laughs> yeah. when we were getting in the ready in the morning dan would have to go shower get ready and then I'd have to stay in bed until he finishes getting ready then I can get out of bed then Dan had to get in the bed so that I could take a shower and get ready it wasn't that tight but I mean it was tight as hell but like a big closet yeah. um, I was actually in the elevator today going up to our, uh, our office and I, I walked the elevator just to see how many feet it was uh-huh. and it was like 6 by 8 and I'm like man this like our room in New York was like 2 of these elevators <laughs> just like <laughs> <laughs> If, if that, but it was cool, it was cozy. I enjoyed it. So besides the the food, the living situation, how did everything go? You guys, yeah, what you were you guys, guys there for? Yeah. Are you able to talk about that? Uh, we were just out there at Network. Uh, we met a lot of awesome people that really appreciated what we were doing. Made some good connections that we're actively following up with. Uh, connected with a couple of other startups that are in our space that we're also connecting with. I really like the, I don't even want to say startup culture, but the the business culture in New York because they're all about like, 
Awesome, boss. Alright, yeah, let's let's make this happen. Let's do this. Let's have a meeting. Let's do this. Let's let's make something happen. We're in Chicago, it's more like, oh, what cool thing are you building? Uh-huh. Oh, that's way too expensive for us. Let's not talk to you right now. Well, um, uh, what did Frank Sinatra say? If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere? Yeah. Like, so, you make it in New York, and then you come back to Chicago to live your life. Yes. That's that's the plan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think people say that at all. Um, Everyone there is a transplant. I yeah. have so many different languages. And when we, talk, it, to people, when we talk to people, they were like, you're never going to meet someone in New York that's from New York. They said two out of every five people in New York are not a citizen. A resident, or like a full-time resident there? No, they're immigrants. Two out of oh, five people are sure, immigrants. Okay. One, one out of every 25 people are millionaires. Oh, um, shit. There's, a mil- there's over a million millionaires in New York. Yeah. There's 10 million people that live in New York, too. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. Is that including all the boroughs? The boroughs are, are, are like out of the city of New York. Yeah. Yeah. So we walked around. So we stayed in Manhattan, which is like, you know, the main island. Um, and we stayed in Times Square, which is like the epicenter of tourism. Uh-huh. Uh, Dan and I walked around Times Square and it was like, this is like Vegas without the gambling. We got, we got pawned into watching these people like Nick make got a pawned out of my $5. Yeah. So we, uh, we got pawned into watching these people like dance. They're like, ah, oh, go dance. It's like a Jesse White Tumblers type play, type thing. And they got a bunch of these tourists in, in, in like a line. They had like 10 tourists. And they're like, all right, we're going to jump from here. So the people in the beginning, they're less likely to get hit than the people in the back. So they started asking for the people in the back. It's like, hey, if you give us $20, you can leave the line. And people were just handing... They made, like, $150 in, like, six minutes. More than that. Yeah. I think they made, like, 500 bucks. Really? No. What? Dude, out of all the... Maybe, maybe not 500 but probably, like, 250 Yeah. Okay, so how did that story end? So they got everyone together. It was all this hustle and bustle. They ran. He did one flip, then everybody left. He literally... Yeah, he... I told you the story, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a line of ten people I like to call butt to nut just because, like, you're standing... Mm-hmm. Or butts of edge, whatever. Uh, and then, and then, and then a, a freaking crowd of people around them, and they're like acting like they're gonna do some uh, magic stuff, magic yeah. jumps. And if you don't know what the Jesse White tumblers are, they're people that just do a bunch of flips. Um, so they narrowed it down to like five people after people paid their way out of the line, and then they literally just did one jump over a group of five people. And he says, "All right, guys, show's over." After he just hustled everyone in that in that audience. I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed the. I, I I'm glad we gave him five bucks just because they they're hustling on the street and they have to get in and out before the cops come. Obligatory ambulance. Before the cops come, there's cops. No, but like before the cops stop him, was like, "Hey, stop hustling these tourists for money." Nobody stopped him. Uh, but it was, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was fun to walk around yeah. Times Square. Uh, like we didn't meet any like assholes. We didn't have a good bagel there, uh, but good experience overall. Oh yeah, it was fun. I can see myself visiting there often, especially for change. How was the? Uh, I saw you guys posting pictures at the stock exchange. How was that? Yeah, we got like a private private uh, tour of the stock exchange. So we were supposed to go on the floor, uh-huh. but you have to wear a suit to be on the floor. Slacks. Slacks, right. Slacks and a dress shirt. You can't be casual and no sneakers. We were wearing, like, startup clothes. Ah. Um, so we were on the balcony. Uh, but we watched... So, like, it was... We were there September 11th. So 
they had the fire department and the NYPD there ringing the bell. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing because so the the, the process is they ring the bell at nine twenty. Twenty seconds before nine fifteen or something. Something like that. So they ring the bell at nine twenty. Markets open at nine thirty. But before that nine twenty, they had a moment of silence and everyone just was quiet for like that moment of silence for September eleventh. Um, and they had like even like so the CNBC's down there. Jim Cramer, he's like you know yelling and stuff, and Cheddar's yeah. down there, and Mad CNN Mom. and all these different reporters <coughs> over there. Um, and then like uh, a minute before nine nine twenty, everyone like stop for a moment of silence and then everyone clapped and then they rang the bell and the bell is like a still still a manual bell so it was like a bell bell not like a digital one and they have this button behind the stage that the people are standing on and they have someone on the in the back that presses the button in case the people that are all excited don't press the button they're just like celebrating because that's like the start of the markets um, and before they used to have all this hustle and bustle on the floor, but now everyone just goes back to their computers and like starts trading. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, well, I was gonna like, ask. Yeah, yeah. Was, it, it, was it like the stereotypical what you see on TV? It wasn't anything? like so. Like after the bell is over, like we say that until nine forty five. After the markets are over in fifteen twenty minutes, dead quiet. Not Everyone's on their laptop. And, uh, people are messing around. But there's no. There's none of that. Yeah. They said on IPO days when like Uber's there or someone's IPOing, it's like kind of like a party. But all of the people on the floor are just like the employees and like the stockholders of that company that's IPOing. Um, but other than that, it's pretty like quiet and standard. I've been to uh, Chicago Stock Exchange and yeah. back in when I was in grade school, and yeah, it was kind of that that old school where everyone got their. Well, because that's like a commodities market, so like they're actually like yeah. moving paper and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they were talking about like the differences between the NYSE and. I was like so like like being in grade school is not not really knowing what the fuck's going on, but like watching that, I was like fascinated by it. Yeah. Yeah. You know those people with those like weird vests? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Still had a couple so of people those are the guys that just like literally regulate the opening bid. Yeah. So like if a if a shit ton of shit ton of people like b- try to buy stocks like while the market's closed, like they set the price of like Yeah, like the there's, there's this big price in in discrepancy uh-huh. or discrepancy and they have to level the prices back up to like reasonable amounts. And like those people, like we thought they made a lot of money, but they don't, right? Yeah, we, like they made like forty, fifty k. Yeah, they're yeah. runners. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much runners. Um, yeah. I had a, even uh, one of the guys that I met when I was there. Like he gave me a, uh, a cheat sheet of all the hand hand signals. Um, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> Where were they? And like, um, if you threw up like, you know, a, a fist with like, what was going on? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You do like a like a, a fist with like a two in your other hand, but then indicated you wanted to buy like I don't know, like two bushels, like two thousand of like. I mean, two hogs. Yeah. It's like it's like two thousand of whatever the the, the person was selling. Uh, that's like kind of all I remember. I don't have that. Shit. I'm sure you can just Google what yeah. those hand signals are. So the guy that toured us through that, he went to college for like engineering. Uh huh. And he was, like, sick and tired of engineering, so he decided to go into, like, sales of data for the NYSE. Uh, so he's essentially selling NYSE data to big financial firms 
so they can use it in their like trading and stuff. So it's like uh-huh. massive deals with like gigantic companies, and this guy's like all suited up. So like, like you're a regular, uh, it's like an Indiana State ISU type of dude. The platform you use to trade stocks like that, where they see all the, like the stocks move. That's what they sell. Selling yeah. That, yeah, they're yeah. selling that data. I um yeah, I know a guy who works for he's called like Sun Trade Company, and yeah, they just they just pretty much work on their computers now and and uh, he buys on every market across the, the world like the UK Tokyo Japan uh, Ambulance yep it's kind of distracting but I like it hopefully, stable yeah, Mike's coming soon right yeah I mean mics aren't going to prevent that so why don't we talk about uh, why we don't have mics oh yeah so <laughs> we had mics in the microphones in the Amazon car what happened Wally? Um, the next day I took my car in for service and they told me I needed all new brakes, drums, rotors, air filters, and I had to get my oil changed too. So that total came to about $900 and I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, in a couple weeks ago we had a guest on here who is our resident mechanic. Mechanic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you just lost $700. And and some nice ass mics. Yeah, that's $700 worth of mics. We could have mic- we could have built out like a soundproof barrier. We could have built a studio. So with that, today's clout is responsible spending. How does it feel uh, spending look, look, 10% of the value of that car? Actually, actually more than that. It's, it's depreciated. You said you bought it for 10 grand, brand new? Yeah, it was original 20 grand. Um, and you bought it for ten brand new. Yeah. I traded, I traded my uh, old car in for five k, and then I was like five k off because I bought it like in the dead middle winter when no one buys a small car. Oh, okay. So you yeah. bought it for like fifteen then with your trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I but mean, it's like the low. It's like the the super it's loaded. Yeah, he gets starts his car with his phone. Oh yeah. really? Do you have to pay monthly for that? No. And you have XM Unlimited. Uh, no, I pay for that. You uh, cancel that. Heated seats. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, backup camera. Yes. Frontward camera. No. Uh, oh, auto sensing wiper blades. Oh, what's that? Auto sensing. I so just like have work. No, I just do it manually. The, oh, you do it manually. Yeah. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's rating more. I need to adjust it. Well, to be honest, um, you know, I I would have. Love to have gone for the economic, uh, economically friendly uh, Merchek, but the way you guys were talking about his uh, uh, style of work or his, his punctuality, I wouldn't have got my car back until like would have no, leap year, leap year. That, that, that's, no, that, all your bolts would have been tight. When it, come, <laughs> when it comes to business, he gets it in and out. Yeah, plus he saves you money. Okay, well next time. Yeah, next time. Your car's um, not gonna make it that long. I I I uh, had to go for a road trip, so I wanted Probably to make sure I was all set. Well, I'm hoping Waleed buys a Tesla by that time. Well, I did, but but going back to the mics, I did say after London, after London. I'm gonna keep okay. saying this because you guys are. Uh, all right, so when hammered. London comes and we don't get the mics, we get to beat your ass. After London. So what's the date? What's the date? After London, when you get back? Uh, I get back on the twelfth of October. Ooh. That's right after the... 10? 11. 12. So we're giving you 20 days after that, so... Okay. I can so that's... Let me, 11, let me get my, let me get my, 11, money's, my money's in order. 11, 2. 
So November 2nd, we should have microphones, and you guys are going to enjoy a much better podcast with higher sound quality um, I just and more sound to like, like a radio host. Yeah. And we're going to have headphones, too. We need to get headphones. Oh, Dan's got, like, $500 beats. So you plug those Oh, in. you want studio oh. headphones? What do we need studio headphones? We're all in the room together. So, like, we can, like... If we have people, like, mic'd in or, like, uh, Skype so, like, or something. Let, so, like, before, before the 2nd of November, let's record a podcast in the podcast studio and see the benefits of it. Yeah, set up a day. I'm, yeah. I told you I'm down. All right, so I'll, I'll send you guys a calendar invite to your Monday Night Hustler email addresses. Okay. Um, let's see. What else? How, how was it being back in the office today for you boys? It was so awesome. Pretty productive. Do you guys feel like you were uh, behind gallivanting around New York all week? 100%, yes. Um, it, was, it was great to finally be back in the office where like you get instant feedback from the team because... Over the past week, we were kind of out of loop with what's happening in the business. Uh-huh. Uh, from a development and kind of progress standpoint, we were just on our fundraising uh, circuit and connected with our devs, talked about some issues that were going on. Dan's scheduling a time to talk to the devs. It's, it's just good. I'm like, I had, a time, I had a chance to actually meet with Dan and go through financials and like our fundraising strategy. Uh, so it was, it was nice. Yeah, that's good. Oh, um, Nick, your dinner. You were tasked with making dinner today. Yes. Uh, the ingredients were lentils, coleslaw, and water. <laughs> so let's tell the, tell the folks what you made, what you cooked. Um, and yeah. So when I, when I heard this news, I instantly knew exactly what I was going to make. No recipe, no research. <laughs> I just had this feeling. So, I went to the grocery store, Valley Grocery Store in Evanston, V-A-L-L-I. It's a great grocery store. It has a European feel to it with a little bit of Middle Eastern tint. Um, Middle so, Eastern, I like that. Middle Eastern. Eastern. Uh, so, today we made <coughs> a lentil soup, which included uh, diced celery, onions, garlic, and carrots, along with braised spinach that uh, was stewed in a stewed in a in a chicken and water solution um, and it was it was it was stewed for quite a while so it was originally planned to stew for an hour we probably stewed it for about two hours let the flavor sink in added some paprika some smoked paprika and some chili powder and uh, some cayenne pepper to add a little bit of spice but then I was at a loss because I also had the coleslaw ingredient and I didn't know where to incorporate coleslaw into the dish. So I thought, what's a soup without a side of bread? So I decided to go with a cornbread side, which uh, was made, it was, it was a baked cornbread that was baked with a little bit of butter and egg and water and they, they turned into beautiful cornbread muffins but then I came to the crew and asked muffins or cakes we got we got a consensus on cakes so what I did was pull the muffins out of the muffin tin smash them on a browned butter pan and made cornbread muffin cakes which were delicious they were sweet they were crispy they were buttery and then I I uh, put a pile <laughs> I put a pile of Fresh cabbage coleslaw 
on top of the cornbread cakes that just just had this really great and amazing <laughs> oh texture combination that isn't felt in a lot of dishes. So not only the te- so like I told you guys that I'm a big temperature uh, contrast guy. I like to have a hot food with a cold mix in it. So it was a hot cornbread with a cold coleslaw on top, which paired so nicely with the lentil soup that was on the side, which is also crumbled with cornbread crusting. Um, so that's what we made for uh, dinner today. You can check out the uh, Instagram for a photo of the dishes that were prepared. Yes, that will be on our Instagram uh, this week. I've been posting them, been consistent about it the last four or five weeks. We've been stepping up our cooking game to a fucking uh, umpteenth degree. Uh, I, 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 like off, off air, I, I told uh, Walid and the guys that our wives are going to thank us. Yes. That we're good cooks and we're going to have to thank the podcast for it. We're going to have to um, compile all these recipes one of these days and then... Cookbook. Cookbook, right. What? Brilliant. Money Night House Stories Cookbook. Yeah. When you start tracking this stuff then. Yeah, you guys... We should release our recipes on Twitter. Guys, give us feedback. Send an email to uh, Waleed, Dan, Scatter, myself. What's your email address again? Leadmnh at Lead.mnh at mnh.com. At leadmnh at gmail.com. Or you can just DM us. Yeah, that's the coolest thing to do. Right. No one emails. Um, can you just DM a stranger? Do you have to email him first? You need to be connected. So no, I want to DM Elizabeth Warren and tell like, hey, listen, for all the people that you can't forgive soup loans for, holler at us. I might ask Cuban, like, yo, do you know, you know, he Warren's? Hey, I'm sure he does. Uh, or I could talk to that CEO that we're talking to. Did you guys see uh, Hassan Minaj testifying? The- no. That got a little annoying, the fact that he was testifying and just making jokes throughout his whole testimony. I got oh, he was it. testifying? Yeah, I saw that video. The student one thing? Yeah. What, what, what did he say? Know, I don't know why he specifically he was chosen. He's got, he's got his own show on... Because uh, he had that big segment on Navian. Yeah. You guys use it for like your uh, yeah, pseudo ads. Yeah, yeah. That you can't legally use because it's can't copyright. Invoke. Okay. Oh, speaking um, of ads, I can't check my phone. Um... But yeah, he was just testifying, yeah, just talking about the student loan debt crisis. Did he say anything productive? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, he definitely got the message cleared. I, it was clear to me. I don't know if it was clear to the folks on the panel. Um, but I I got everything that, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's really hard to, like, sell now. It's like, hey, kids are hundred thousands of dollars in student loan debt, and... Uh, tuition keeps rising. Wages are kind of stagnant. I mean, we need so like but. this whole student loan debt issue. We need to choke the beast where it, like at the neck. So like where it starts. So with the fact that tuition is rising because the government is allowing everyone to borrow without any credit. Yeah. For an education, there's some righteousness to that. Yeah. I mean, there's a limit, but like the. One of the reasons tuition keeps tuition keeps rising is because there's a unlimited amount of of payments and tuition that can be applied to that. So if we just like this is this is increasing regulation, but like we need to cap tuition at a certain level. It or is capped. it's not tuition. I guess, but uh, loans are yeah. Yeah, loans are capped, but you know, all right, I can borrow 
$100,000 from the government. What are those kept So you have $5,500 in Stafford loans and unsubsidized and $5,500 a semester in subsidized loans. So you can borrow $11,000 from the government per semester. Multiply that by eight semesters. You can borrow close to a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this this starts at not only. What about the people who go to med school? Don't they have to pay like, like a half a mil? Right. So, that's for undergraduate. In graduate, you have the ability to borrow more per semester. Yeah. To pay for your graduate school, from the government. But most of that stuff that's like half also, government, half private loans. It also matters if you're independent or dependent. So, yeah, you can borrow from the government without a co-signer. Okay. Which, I just think, um, you know, I like that folks are bringing, bringing awareness to it, like with our government, but I feel like it only happens during, like, election year, rather than it should be happening constantly. In order right. To figure well, out I mean, that's so like, I get that, but, like, at the same time, people only pay attention to things that are relevant to them at that time. We're a student loan-focused company. We, we're always paying attention to that. Yeah. Government officials every four years, every two years, whatever it is. One thing I did want to bring up about tuition and a solution for that that made sense to me, which a couple of other companies are doing, is that they're working with universities to have the universities loan the money to the students, and the students don't have to pay them back, but they pay a percentage of their income for a certain amount of years to pay back for the tuition. So if you go to Harvard Business School, and you get an MBA and you make $300,000 a year going like being a consultant or whatever you do you pay 10% of your income back to the university which is directly correlated with the value you got from that education if you go to nursing school or you go for a liberal arts degree and you're making 60 to 80,000 dollars a year you pay 10 or 15% of the income you're making back to the school for 10 years so you're paying a percentage of your income as a, it's like a tax as opposed to paying all this money up front and not knowing what's going to happen. So there's a little bit more accountability on the universities to make sure that these people that go to my school graduate. And, and, and for the students that leave, they're like, oh, I don't have to, like, 10% of my income is going to get pulled, so I don't have to worry about that. I'm just going to live within my means with the 90% of income that I'm coming in. And I don't have to make an extra payment. What if, what if the job they get, like, say, like, you guys, you guys go into, you, you have the startup do you have to, would, would that... Would right, yeah. Like, See, those are, those are the edge cases that, that are going to be hard to account for. Like a profession you, you're going into that has nothing to do with your degree. Right. That, those, again, those are the edge cases yeah. that are going to be hard to account yeah. for. Okay. But, but like, the I'm saying like universities 70, for their job placement. And, right, yeah. And so 70, 80, 70 to 80% of the people that go through that program are going to get a regular job, I guess. And then at 20%, I mean, I guess that then the eighty percent are paying for that twenty percent. So again, socialism, whatever you want to call it. Socialism. So is that is that uh something that's been implemented in universities or just talked about? People are people are doing it and talking about it. Um, I don't think it's a cross the board type of thing just yet. Yeah. Uh, I I think it has has merit. I think it has potential, especially for like industry industry specific universities like. We're in nursing school. We know you're going to make, you know, eighty to $120,000 a year. We get 10% of your income. We'll help you get a job. 
And then you have to sign this contract that auto debits 10% of your income every week. Okay. So what, what is the average percentage? Well, I guess, it, I mean, it's obviously varies, but on average, what is the percentage someone pays out of their income to the student loans? It depends. So like yeah. the national government, like public student loan forgiveness or like income-based repayment, you have to pay 10 to 15% of your income towards your student loan payment. But, you know, that's the varies. Someone that's a doctor isn't going to be on an income-based repayment plan. They're going to pay it off and get out of it yeah. as soon as possible, hopefully. Yeah. Shout out um, doctors. Yeah, shout out But, like, some of the investors that I've talked to when we were out in New York still have student loan debt. They still have student loan debt. Please change? But they, well, I'm hoping, after learning about it, they are making investments in other companies. They're spending money in different ways because they see more returns which oh, aren't guaranteed yeah. in other sectors or what everything else they're doing. So if it's, it's like what we're doing at Change is we're guaranteeing your return on investment. Um, they're seeing more opportunity in the non-guaranteed returns on investment. I, I like, yeah, I, I agree with them on that, on that standpoint. If they can find something to get them a better return, then they should invest wisely if well, it's especially yeah, but it's not guaranteed. I feel like so much of the money that's, that goes to universities it feels like there's a, a new there's so much bureaucracy in universities there's new uh, branches or, or new administrative jobs that are being uh, uh, um, created at universities because of the money that they're given by the government or because of the, the monies that are they're given are made through tuition that if you put like I said you put the onus on the more money could be focused on job placement um, as opposed to these other, I guess I would say useless jobs or jobs that right. So like, so like, so one of the things that the federal government <laughs> Aquafina, the new sponsor, a new sponsor of the podcast. Uh, so one of the metrics that the government imposes on universities is the the not the graduation rate, but the default rate of their students. So. If your university has a 7% default rate on people that borrow money to go to your school, you're going to get shit from the government because they're like, hey, we want, yeah, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to let people borrow money for your school because people are defaulting on their loans at 7%. So like the Chicago universities are all good. Like the UIC where I went to, they have like a 1% default rate, which is great. Like the national average for student loan defaults, like right up, right around 11% of people default on their, on their student loans. So that's one metric that they're trying to use to... Um, put pressure on schools. Yeah, so put pressure on schools. Because that, that has like a ripple effect. So like the default rate is tied to the fact that someone gets a job, the fact that someone has you know the ability to pay, that's gets a decent paying job. So they're trying to use that metric as like an overall encompassing thing. But I do think there should be a little bit more of a... Um, a metric assigned to, you know, what are your job, job placement rates? So yeah, okay, someone goes for a liberal, liberal arts degree and they get a, they're a teacher, or if they go for a teaching degree, they make 30, 40K a year. That's still a success because they're helping, you know, the public. Mm -hmm. So they have this public student loan forgiveness thing, although not many people qualify for it. There needs to be more kind of Again, going back to the regulation, like regulating the success rates of universities in order to 
reduce the... Well, yeah, I can understand why you'd make universities have a smaller array of specialty uh, um, majors or focuses that students go to that school for so that, you know, they can focus their resources on getting those, you know... Uh, uh, you know, you go to Northwestern because it's a great business school. You go to Loyola because it's a great medical school. Um, you go to Harvard because great business school, great school to go for uh, become a lawyer. If if you if you got rid of the underwater basket weaving degrees and all these uh, obscure what seem to be um, non economical kind of majors, then you might be able to cut down. And granted, yeah, people may want to go to school for that, but then you would have to go to a school that specializes in that, that has a high job placement rating for that specific major, you know? Um, right. I get that. Again, like you said, it's more regulation, but I, I feel like at this point, regulation needs to be put in place because as we talk about the the level of, well, these guys are liberals, goddamn liberals. No, in a generation, the housing market is gonna be destroyed. It is going to be destroyed because they're not going to be enough. There's going to be a, a way too large of supply in the uh, of of housing. Well, that's a generational issue. People in our generation are not as interested in owning property as previous generations. You guys, do you guys Why? want to hear an insider trader tip? Sure. Um, so my uncle he manages um, kind of my mom and myself's uh, portfolio uh, for like you know. Investing stocks. stocks, yeah. Uh, so he 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 called us last week. and was like, "Hey, you guys got to get your stocks out of uh, Philip Morris because uh, they own Jewel and they're about to get sued uh, for a shit ton of money because of all the health uh, health uh, pro- issues people like, are having." That's like that's like PR PR. But issues. regardless, though, they're gonna they're gonna be involved in these in these lawsuits and and they're most likely gonna have to pay out. So why do you think they're gonna be involved in these lawsuits? Because I think there's just um, uh, there's just research that that's been happening with people suffering health issues from from vaping and and they're gonna go after the biggest fish. Well, uh, the set an example. All that is based on a lie. It is. It well, is. yeah. When they do more science on it, but regardless, they're gonna be tied up in all that, and it's gonna scare. They're gonna people. have to pay out. They're gonna right. have to pay out. And, and people and yeah. people are gonna get scared of of dueling. Um, and so, point point being is that. Michael said, take that, put it into Home Depot, because kids aren't buying homes, they're just doing home improvement projects. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now my socks Apartment are... Apartment improvement projects. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or their condos. Uh, so, yeah, so... No, now, now I got money in Home Depot. Home. home Depot, Lowe's... Is it performing? Um, I haven't checked, it's only been a week, so yeah. we'll see how it does. Uh, I mean, so I think Home Depot and Lowe's and all those home improvement uh, stores have the same benefit as the TJ Maxx and Marshalls of the world. You're going there to discover as opposed to, like, get something. I mean, some people go there and get something we need. But and like, you spend a lot more yeah, money. Yeah, you're like, oh, I need paint. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need this to screw that into that. You're going to spend more money per per visit yeah. than if you were just going to the grocery store. like, I need eggs. Yeah. Right? So, exactly. uh, I see, I see like I restaurants. See they don't make any money on their food. They make money on, on the booze that they sell. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... That unanticipated purchases that, that so like I think Home Depot is I don't know if they've done. So what you're saying it sounds like I made a good move. I, I mean, <laughs> sure, I'm I'm in no place to advise on stock investments. Home Depot is such a solid brick and mortar like. I'm business. I'm I'm more of a fan of Menards. 
because just because I worked there for so long and the customer service is way better. Really well, no, like perfect it. example. I went to Home Depot this weekend and I, I was just going there for a smoke detector and a latch for a door and I'm sitting there looking around like, wow, I can buy, the, I could use these utility gloves even though I don't do any home improvement projects <laughs> or uh, um, I saw uh, like this, this, a door. I was like, wow, I don't have a house but I want to buy this goddamn door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that, uh, they're selling instant gratification. Oh, for sure. I think it's like, where our generation is like, is discovering that store for like the first time, because I don't think they were even like, remotely thought yeah, about that. I was in there since age of 10 or something. Yeah. yeah. We used to go there like nonstop, just like running errands for Rodney. Go give and me seven went, screws. I'm like, all right. I remember going, I remember going to Lowe's with, uh, Mertrek. So he can build a uh, potato launcher <laughs> gun, which he like out of PVC piping built like a potato bazooka. <laughs> I used to go there all the time uh, with my mom because you know all the, the the buildings that she bought and all the remodeling. She would just make me go with her all the time so I pick up all the materials for her and do the do the heavy lifting. And then that's when I discovered that Home Depot uh, has the best hot dog in Chicago. They do. They yeah. so do. Yeah. So the one on uh, Grand and uh, Oak whole. Park. So the one that I've always gone to, uh, they literally had it. Li- it wasn't even like an official thing. It was just like some guy in a hot dog truck right by the exit of the Home Depot yeah. selling the best hot dogs yeah. ever. And it's uh, like laid out with all the toppings, like the best Chicago dog. Uh, yeah, you want to know why? Because it doesn't take much effort or skill to make a good hot dog. You just got to have a Vienna beef uh, over a poppy seed bun. So you already, lost, you already lost 80% of the country by saying Vienna beef because nobody uses that shit. It's the best, no, yeah, the best, the the best, best hot dog places either. It's the best sausage, yeah. Because the only shit, I mean, it's... And we're not biased at Born and bred in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching uh, Rhett and Link, a mythical wording, uh, and they had the Chicago hot shout dog. Out, shout, out, shout out Rhett and Link. <laughs> Feature us, dude. They dis they dis the the Vienna beef first. I was like, get the hell out. Of but here. we made it to the top like four out of all the fifteen hot dogs that they they uh yeah. But I think it's that's because it. they they drag they they appreciated the dragging it through the garden uh, component of a Chicago dog. You get more than just a hot dog when you order a Chicago hot dog. Yeah. You get a fully balanced meal. It was well thought out. A fully balanced meal. Yeah. Like cucumbers and all that kind of You got the pickle, you've got the relish, you've got sport peppers. Sport peppers, celery salt. tomatoes, two tomatoes, celery salt, yeah. poppy seed bun. There's no cucumbers on it. Just no pickle. cucumbers, yeah. pickle. Pickle. It's a pickled cucumber. cucumber. Yeah. I, re- I really want to email our dev. This is trending. I saw that, yeah, issues. it just came. I remember, because we get notifications. There's from, two of them, holy shit. From Google saying, hey, there's a trending issue. And uh, For we looked, and it was only like two crashes out of like thousands, right? And uh, our dev came in the morning, he's like, how is two trending? How is two? Like, he was just flipping out, it's funny. <laughs> two is not a trend. Two what? Two crashes? Yeah. I was sending it to him right now. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, uh, direct message him, like, trending. <laughs> and just let him sit on that. Because he got that, that notification, too. 
Okay, let's see. We got next on the docket. Oh, we're uh, coming up to our first hour, so we'll just take a an anchor break, and we'll see you guys on the other side of the anchor break. Yo, back from hey, our anchor saying, break. Hey guys, guys, guys. Oh, back from our anchor break. Um, shout out Anchor, yes. our only uh, paid sponsor. So appreciate you. Wait, 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 dude. So I just I just stepped out for a second, and uh, nope. I, I was I was walking outside, and I feel like this riffle through my hair. Nope, you have and, you don't have here. And then I got <laughs> I got back home. I'm like, you know what? You know what I need? Nope. You know what I haven't used in a while? A Harry's razor. Nope. The Harry's razor makes walking so much easier in the aerodynamic what about dollar shape walk- club dollar shape club who just gave us a free package they did and i tested so they sent it for testing uh they heard us they heard us in the pod they're like yo let's give let's give them a sample and although their body wash smells amazing it's not as good as the harry's razor and the harry's body wash if you, if you are to purchase a body wash make sure you purchase harry's fig body wash it's the one with the pinkish orange cap uh, it's great. It makes you smell like a so Dollar Shave Clubs. Man. Dollar Shave Clubs peppermint butt wipes. You oh, like we them? do have that hanging out in the bathroom. Yeah, we're still testing those. We haven't pooped yet. <laughs> we haven't pooped since 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 we've got. <laughs> nice. Um. Well, uh, another another tell, free can ad. I, can I t- can can I tell a quick story? No. So uh, it's not Harry's related. So we were out in New York and we went to Chinatown, uh, and Ashley recommended this soup dumpling place. I've never had soup lump- dumplings in my in my life, and we ordered some tu- soup dumplings, um, some rice cake, which is like essentially just like a rice noodle noodle type thing, and some fried rice. It was all good. It was all tasty. Um, and then I get a text from Ashley later is like, hey, how were your dumps? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? It's like, your dumplings, how were they? It's like, oh, they were great. So this entire weekend we're talking about like, oh yeah, those are great dumps. <laughs> uh, uh, so cute. Short, short in term. Short in term for dumpling. And also, at the same time, we watched a movie on Netflix called Dumpling. Featuring Jennifer Aniston and her uh, daughter, who is intentionally less attractive and uh, not a beauty pageant person. It was a great movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. Jennifer Aniston still looked like the same she does last yeah, like twenty five years. All that smart water. <laughs> all that smart water and Avino. Isn't she a sponsor for Avino? Yo no sé. Pretty sure she is. Anyway, sorry for interrupting with that uh, amazing story, but... I loved it. But, oh. Appreciate you. Um, on to next week's dinner. Dan is cooking. So we need to... We need to give Dan ingredients for next week's meal. I pick protein. Yes. I pick main dish. Chickpeas. There you go. Dan, Dan got what he wanted. I'm guiding it. I'm guiding it. <laughs> I'm guiding it for sure. Someone say rice and then... Zeke. Zeke? Zeke sauce. Oh, Scott? Zeke. Uh, you should give me a, a warning here so I could have thought about it, but um, chickpeas. If you can't tell, this is going to be a Middle Eastern dish. <laughs> uh, I'll go with, how about eggplant? Okay. okay, you can do it. You baba ganoush? Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you can make a baba ganoush. You can make a homemade baba ganoush. Yeah. 
Um, well, fuck. If we're sticking straight Middle Eastern, say water. <laughs> Dan, Dan copped out on water last week. Hey, made an amazing right. dish. <laughs> Mint. Ooh, okay. Dan, write that down. So you've got uh, chickpeas, eggplant, and mint. I mean, this is like an alley oop for you. Yeah, this is, you've been you've been training for this your entire life. I'm not gonna say this any. What? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you have to, but our basil plant is a little lonely. It could use no. A so I picked off almost all of the leaves off that. No, I'm just saying it's lonely. It could, okay. it could use another neighbor. Or no, oh, and a neighbor. Okay. It's not lonely. Oh, well, it, maybe it's lonely. We need, there's, there's plenty of leaves still on no, that. I, 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 I didn't do that. I'm saying maybe it needs a cousin, a brother. It needs a cousin and it needs a watering because the ones I pulled off were kind of wilty. Yeah, I watered it. You did? Today? Every Monday, every Monday okay. I water it because you guys don't water it. Damn, how are we going to take care of our <laughs> that kids? That was so good. How are we going to take care of our kids if we can't water our basil plants? Well, you don't have to water your kids. <laughs> you feed them. You kind of do have to water them. You have to give them water. <laughs> they, can drink, they can drink out of the toilet. <laughs> it's the watering. Um, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying it needs it needs a a, a neighbor, a, a brother, a cousin. But mint 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 grows on the, on no, the ground. No, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it grows on the ground just like basil does. And a staff. Look, uh, what mint plants have you seen? The ones in my mom's backyard. They just they just like they're like foil. They're like weeds. Foily. Foliage on the ground. Well, I see plenty of mint plants being yeah, sent no, to the grocery store. Yeah, I have, I have as well. So, all right, Dan, buy a mint plant. I, I didn't say it. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. Made just, a suggestion. Yeah. Um, a very educated suggestion. All right, what are we going to get into? Let's get into Scott. Let's get into your science segment. First of all, Dan's refilling a four ounce bottle of water. <laughs> I can't stand those little bottles of water. They're terrible. They're like meant for meetings. And Dan ounces. got those. Oh really? This is, this is Even when people drink out of them, they piss me off. Yeah. They're always they're always at they're always at like conferences and yeah. like meetings and stuff like that. Who drinks that little water? Yeah. It's just like the convenience. It's cool. Yeah, you, you, get, you get to talk to someone it. and yeah, you, get it. It. you get you get <sighs> one serving in two or three gulps. Daniel's been milking it though. Uh, so science segment for the week. Science segment, I'm so excited. Science segment, science segment, I'm so excited. That's the new intro music. Yeah. <laughs> science segment, I'm so excited. Science, science segment, I'm so uh, excited. So we're, we're going back to animals this week. Uh, I wanted to talk about Komodo... <laughs> I wanted to talk about Komodo dragons. Uh, so Komodo dragons are the largest lizard that live on our planet. Um, and recently... Why go ahead. You shake your head. I'm can like, you, they're small lizards. Can you cast some Komodo dragon action on this big screen? Uh, oh, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I'll do that after I'm done. Uh, well, Nick can do that then. Um, Wait, so, are crocs lizards? Or uh, alligators? Uh, no, they're, they're crocodilia. What? They're, 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 uh, I don't they have know. their own thing? They're their yeah, own they're, their own, they're their own. Um, I don't know. There's, there's phylum families. Uh, species of genus, yeah. So I don't know what that falls under, but they're they're not technically lizards. Komodo dragons aren't the ones that they can change colors, right? They're chameleons. Chameleons, yes. correct. Komodo dragons are the, gi- the the really giant lizards that you. I, I, I'm surprised you guys haven't. You don't know what a komodo dragon is. Anyways, they come from the island of Komodo that is off of the coast of Indonesia, um, 
And recently, well, it has been known since the 1920s that they have a, um, they're called osteoderms. They're these, uh, oh, there you go, Nick. Sorry, I tried to put it on. <laughs> I love how you're holding it lower underneath the table. <laughs> I tried to put my uh, finger on the microphone. Uh, so since the 1920s, they've been known that they had a, uh, they had bones underneath their scales. Uh, they had never been actually seen before, and recently, uh, they, um, some scientists had taken a CT scan of them and saw the how they were assembled on this uh, the main skull. Of the so, skull. so first of all, what does a CT scan show? Is it muscle or is it bone? Uh, or like fibers? Let me, let me see what the technical term for a CT scan is. It is a computed tomography. Tom, tomography. So, so I think, think it can. I think. Uh, whatever you're highlighting, you can see it. So I think it is more focused on bones, but I think, yeah, because an MRI is... No, 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 X-ray is bones. I think, I remember, like, having a CT scan, you have to take a certain drink so they, like, it goes Yeah, so they hide, yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. you can, it's like a, a, a dye that you can highlight right, specific right, right. regions. Um, so real quick facts about Komodo, Komodo dragons. Um, again, largest, largest uh, lizard on the planet. Uh, they can grow up to 10 feet tall, weigh 300 pounds. Um, they're pretty formidable uh, uh, predators. What does formidable mean? Formidable? Yeah. Um, they're technically like 10 feet long. Yes, that's what I said. They can grow to be 10 feet long. You said tall. Oh, long. Okay, thanks guys. So formidable means like they're able to permit? Uh, that means they are intimidating. Can they kill us? Oh yeah, they can. So, so that's the thing. People th So Komodo dragons are different in any other sense that you might think of a snake that is venomous, um, they have bacteria in their mouth, dead flesh and all this bacteria, <clears throat> they'll bite their prey and their prey dies from or will get wounded in yeah. the infection that they get from the bite. So sometimes Komodo dragons, they have, their teeth are serrated, but their teeth also point backwards. So when they latch onto something, it can't pull away. Oh. Um, but lots of times what they'll do, especially if it's a larger prey, they will just bite it and then uh, they have a wonderful sense of smell. Uh, they don't actually use their olfactory glands, they use their tongue to smell and they can smell up to six miles. With their tongue? With their tongue. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so the bigger animals, they will bite them in the leg or whatever kind of appendage they can kind of grab onto and then essentially just follow the animal until it gets weak from the infection taking Are they quick? The I'm not exactly sure how fast they can run, but they they can run almost as fast as like a human can run. So they're they're pretty damn oh, quick, wow. and they have really razor sharp kind of claws. So so like they're I'm, I'm thinking of a komodo dragon right now, and I, and I saw like a picture of it. They're so you said ten feet long. The primary growth is in the body or in the tail. So the tail probably adds a solid four to five feet okay. on them. So their body from head to the base of their tail is probably five feet long or so. Um, Cold-blooded? Cold-blooded? Yes. Okay. If, you were, if you were to be attacked by one of these, what's the best way to defend yourself against a Komodo dragon? Uh, probably run or climb hey, something. So you Claw? Don't... A climb? Yeah. They, can, so they, they can't, can't climb? climb? So that's, that's the interesting thing is they are also cannibals. So the uh, babies, the, 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 uh, the young Komodo dragons spend most of their time in trees because if they're on the ground, other adult Komodos will eat them. So whoa. once they tend to reach teenage or uh, start to mature is when they'll come down from the trees. And Do they ever like fight each other and try to eat each other? Yeah, so, so, that's this, yeah, so that's this whole, uh, these osteoderms, um, when they did the CT scan, they knew that they existed. They weren't exactly sure why they might have existed, um, but 
Uh, I'll show you guys a picture. Unfortunately, our viewers can't see, but they're arranged. Take a picture. They're arranged in like uh, a chainmail fashion, yeah. um, and it is assumed that they have this. So that's the CT scan. Yeah, they have this additional plating because they do attack each other. I mean, especially when. Um, there's a bunch of Komodo dragons that are feeding on an individual carcass. Uh, they will attack each other for, you know, the um, larger portions of meat or the more uh, 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 rich parts of the animal. Um, but yeah, so this this picture itself was kind of what I just wanted to promote to you guys. And just the, it's amazing to me how genes work sometimes, um, genetics and how uh, animals will develop Skinny? these defense mecha mechanisms. What? Never mind. That defense mechanisms. Um, or armor plating or um, other kind of attributes that allow them to survive in the wild and uh, specifically just this this kind of bone plating that they have in their face is uh, really So that is bone plate. That, that is bone. Those are yeah, like but they have, they obviously, so they're lizards, they have scales over their skin, so they're already kind of uh, uh, protected with their rough scales, but this additional kind of plating adds uh, that extra layer for them to uh, not get injured or be severely injured by their brethren. Is it possible to have a pet Komodo dragon? Are there like mini Komodo dragons? Um, not that I know of. I mean, there's other. Gauntlets. So there's yeah, there's. I mean, you can buy other monitor lizards. Don't ask me what a monitor lizard is compared to any other lizard. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, Scott, Scott, it's a monitor lizard. All right, give, give me a <laughs> second. Let's see. We, we're, we're here to educate. All right, all right, all right. Monitor lizard. I was in Mexico. Pet for sale. I was in Mexico and there were just lizards walking around. Really? All over the, like, the coral rock. Like ones that you were scared of or they just like harmless lizards? Uh, they're iguanas, not lizards. Okay. Sure. Okay, so based on Wikipedia, monitor lizards seem to be an attribute or a descriptor for how large the lizards are. So, so smaller. So like there's like no. many lizards. No, monitor lizards tend to be larger lizards. So um, you can buy, so monitor lizards do come smaller. I think an iguana would be considered a monitor lizard, but I mean, you get lizards that can grow yeah. to only be a couple inches or even smaller than that. So Like, like a chameleon, they're smaller lizard. Right? Yeah, so yeah, that, that wouldn't be considered a monitor lizard. So a monitor lizard falls under the Veronidae family. Oh yeah, I remember reading about that. Oh, did you? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, to all the listeners out there, we took a picture. Hopefully, we'll get it posted uh, by tomorrow. You can see kind of what the armor plating, the chainmail plating, looks like on the skulls of the. Wait, I have more questions about lizards. Okay. Uh, so the Komodo dragon only comes from the island of Komodo. That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you where they reside. Is it only on that island? Uh, for the most part. Um, I, while I was researching this, it was found that. Um, they're they're not found very uh very much anywhere else they there's been cases where they found them in other islands surrounding the island of komodo uh but it's thought that they are homebodies and don't like to be away from their um their general population so they tend to not travel so is it possible that someone can rebreed komodo dragons in like florida or something yeah. Uh, it's very much possible, but I think, uh, because they come from Komodo National Park, that they are very much regulated. Are they protected? People can't, yeah, you can't, like, I don't think you can just take a canoe don't... to Island of Komodo and sneak a Komodo And they can get, like, really old, right? Uh, like that that's an interesting fact that we can look up. Um, I think they could probably live into their 20s, let's see. No, more than that. Uh-oh. Aren't turtles, can't turtles live, like, 150 uh, years? Tortoises. Tortoises. Yeah, there's some that live to be over 200 years old. That's crazy. Oh, wow. 
they take up to eight to nine years to mature and are estimated to live up to 30 years. Wow, not that long. What was the name of that tortoise in uh, Finding Nemo? Crush? Right? How old is he? Is it the little one? How, how the, the little dude? That's not a tortoise, that's a turtle. Tortoises oh. are land dwellers. T- turtles swim in the, or live primarily Surface in the water. Surface dwellers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> land dwellers. Surface dwellers. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yes. Uh, I also came across Bill Burr talking about Komodo dragons on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he talked about a specific video that he saw on YouTube, and I watched it, and it was horrifying because they ate an ungulate, which is a... Uh, they are hooved animals, hooved. and um, they ate it alive. So I was sitting there watching this thing cry out while these Komodos are just eating it from the tree. I, I can't watch stuff like that. Yeah, it was. I started watching it, and I saw it crying, and I was just like, "Okay, enough." Yeah. That video. Like I watched this like natural documentary or something on Netflix, and like you saw like this. Like, which is nature, like a lion just, like, tackling a gazelle or whatever. Mm, and you just see, like, them right ripping into this gazelle. It's, like, crying. It just, like, felt so sick. And I know it's natural, but, like... No, but, yeah, that's the thing, is I saw another video a couple weeks ago about that. I got into a... Went down to a YouTube wormhole of watching, like, predators eat their prey kind of thing. And I watched one of a, a three young male lions, uh, male... I said male lions, that were eating uh, a water buffalo... And they had never been properly taught how to subdue it or kill it quickly. Like by, by biting it by its neck, suffocating it essentially. Yeah. And they sim, similar situation, they got it down and tired it out and ate it from its like rear and belly yeah, first. Yeah. And it survived for like 15 minutes in the video. Uh, and the look on its face was... Wait, so like the, the, the leader of the pack is supposed to teach the cubs how to like kill it. So like even like nature has like respect for life where like... You know, we need this to live, but get it out of its misery. Yeah. That's awesome. Much. That's awesome. Well, it, it, I mean, it comes from a, a energy. Uh, what is the, the law of conservation of energy? It is like it's innate in animals and yeah. all of life. Is The more energy you spend, the more calories it burn means that you have Less to replenish those. Yeah. yeah, you have to replenish those calories, and sometimes there's not enough food for that. And if you don't do, do it well enough. You uh, go to zoology. That would have been a... Uh, Oh, there you go. That's a great segue. We wanted to talk about when we were younger what your uh, ideal job would have been when you were a kid. So growing up for me, uh, we kind of <laughs> talked about a little bit earlier, Daniel, about how um, the whole flag-bearing uh, situation, about uh, the respect for American flag over kind of the, the cultural flag from the, the country that you come from. My dad was very much a American in the sense that he believes in the Constitution, all that, that's, that stuff, and has a, uh, a huge respect for the military. So... Um, I was constantly exposed to that and wanted to be a soldier originally when I was a kid, but as I grew up and I kind of became more infatuated with the natural world around me, I wanted to do something science related and I really loved animals. So, um, zoology or astronaut was definitely my one or two go-to. So with with zoology, what did you want to do with that? Uh, I literally wanted to be either be a zookeeper and take care of animals or be a researcher and, uh, somehow discover, uh, Whatever in regards to the animal kingdom, whether it was a new species or behavior, you know, or, you would be really good at. Like, I watch all these like animal doc- animal animal documentaries, and one of the people that like describes what's happening. Or actually, I would have loved to have been a cameraman for like Discovery Channel. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. That would have been real fun. So like, I I I forget what what the there was like a couple months ago. There was this 
big documentary on Netflix was like One World or Discovery. Earth. Whatever it was. It was on Netflix, though. And the visuals that they got were so amazing that everyone on, like, Twitter and everything were like, this is not real. This is CGI. This is something that they put together. And then they had, like, a rebuttal video that said, like, no, we spend years just have video cameras and like people yeah. for years in these certain locations and we put it together into like a these thing. guys would just sit in huts in the middle of the woods yeah. to find yeah. uh these like white tigers and like they're, they're there like for three out. months and they get four seconds of video yeah there was one i think is i think it was the first uh was a, i think it was just called life that yeah. came out of the, that discovery released they were looking for a specific uh, behavior that's exhibited by polar bears, and the one guy had to sit there, the, the crew had to sit there for six months before they captured it. Yeah, So yeah, being in the Arctic for six fucking months, uh, yeah. just trying to capture a, a single behavior out of an animal. That would be a little tedious for me, so I don't know if I can Yeah, so, like, that, so but... like, it's sexy, just like entrepreneurship. It's sexy, like, understand, uh, like, being a part of something that does that. But you don't hear all the background stuff where you have to sit in a hut for six months before you yeah. get yeah. four minutes of video. Or spend an hour just... Yeah. You know, I appreciate all the people that do that because that's awesome. Like, the fact that I get to see these... Like, the one I watched was these birds diving into the water and, like, getting fish. And, like, there's video under the water. There's video on top of the water. There's drones over here, drones over there. Um, and it was, just, like, a sight to see, like... This is something you can see in IMAX and just... It, it'll blow your mind. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's awesome. Like, I, I totally appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, what was uh, your childhood... Uh, Profession you wanted? Yeah. As a kid, what did you want to do when you grew up? Besides a to- Toys R Us kid. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean... I don't know, this might sound stupid, but I guess professional athlete. Really? Yeah. That's not stupid, what especially sport? when you're a kid. Um, Ping pong? Probably football. I mean, I played it. You don't so. remember, like, a specific thing you wanted to do when you were a kid? Like, like before you knew sports and stuff, like, I want to be a fireman, or whatever. <laughs> no, like, I never, I mean, like, I never really had, like, dreams of like doing anything else besides like sports like anything sports related like that's kind of what I wanted to be involved in that's all I did as a kid I mean well, my you mother to be Jordan yeah pretty much I mean my mom literally had me in sports she mean like two sports a season as a kid up until like high school when I just did and then I did football all year round uh, but like then even that I was still doing baseball before then okay you were doing sports yeah I mean I was just always in sports I mean that was like the best way my mom could keep me out of uh, trouble she didn't want. Uh, were you? Were you ever? Were you ever at risk of being in trouble? I mean, I mean, yeah. You guys like will probably scoff at it, but I mean, Rogers Park wasn't the best neighborhood growing oh, up. Oh yeah, no, sure. Um, you know, and then she had that convenience store like in the heart of the the Junway yeah, Jungle, yeah. is what they call it. Uh, so, like, the best way to do it besides uh, babies, like having a babysitter all the time, she just put me in all sports. So I was just constantly on the move to like practice and then games and yeah. at all times. It's a convenience so. thing. Let's keep this kid out of trouble. Let's put him in sports. Yeah, and I think it worked. Um, yeah. I don't know what else I'd be doing. I mean, imagine if I, my mom didn't put me in any sports. I don't know what I'd be doing, like, uh, in my ex, my spare time. Dealing drugs in Rogers Park like everyone else. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> certainly. I mean, there's certainly gangs that I, mean, I probably could have like joined something. No, you wouldn't do that. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, sports, sports definitely uh, got me on the right path for sure. Um, so I would say like, I did watch a shit ton of ESPN as a kid. So maybe like, I don't know if I had the who who like who gave you that direction? Was it your mom? I was like, hey, here, sit down, watch ESPN. No, I think as I was in sports from, like, the age of four or five uh, until, like, you know, 20, 20 years old playing college ball at junior college. Um, like, I want to watch other people that, do Yeah, it. I, play fo- I played sports, and then I watched other people play professional sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, my mom owned the, that convenience store, right? So we would always get the Sun-Times and the Tribune, the... The new one every morning, and I would always bring the newspapers in their store, and I would sports section. Yeah, always go to the sports section. Yeah, that's all I was all I'd read about. So, like, let's talk about the Sun Times versus the Tribune. Uh huh. So, like, the Sun Times is all in one. Yeah. So you'd have to like go through all of it. No, you just turn turn to the back. And the, and the sports. sports is on the back. Always. Okay. Yeah. Like the Tribune, it was different sections, and like yeah. you get to pull out what you want. And that's like, why I didn't like throw all of this out. Yeah, I didn't. Like I just want to watch this. Yeah. yeah I always went to Sun Times first. And yeah, the, the Tribune, it took me a while as, as a as a young toddler to navigate yeah. the Tribune. So not not very user-friendly. I, I used to love the Tribune. I used to love the Tribune just because it's like, all right, you're telling me all of this stuff. Let me go to the section I want. I'm going to pull it out, throw the rest out. I want to read, like I never read comics, but I want to read the business section. Or I want to read You're the business section as a kid? Not as a kid, no. Mm-hmm. But like, so what I did as a kid was like read through like the sales magazines. Every Sunday... Where like oh, they yeah. had like the sales like oh my god there's forty seven dollars for my a mom TV sold these yeah yeah it's awesome ooh women's brasiers brasiers yeah brasiers the sales section <laughs> uh really quick I'm sorry before we move on to the next person I have to issue a correction uh so upon further research it is found that the whole bacteria in the mouth thing of of Komodos is actually a myth that was discovered recently and it actually is Scott, you fucking liar. It is actually venom. Uh, they have a very complex venom delivery system that they have in their mouth. So they actually do kill their prey or weaken their prey with venom and not the blood poisoning that's associated. But it is. But it, is it a bacterial venom? No, no. A venom is, is something that their body actually creates and they inject into their preys. Damn. Do human, humans have venom? No. Well, they show. So, I'm sorry to listeners. I'm glad I got to correct it in the same episode, though. But yes, There's it is a, venom that weakens their prey, and not the bacteria that was once thought to be the case. This video that we're watching, where uh, they showed some guy's arm and it was like swollen. Did oh, you got it? Yeah. Dan, what did you want to be as a kid? Um, a race car driver. What kind of race car driver? Was it because of the car, or just the idea of going fast? Uh, both. I don't know okay, the mechanic. I mean, could have been maybe just like being an engineer and you like the idea of the mechanics of the car. Have, have Rochek as your, uh, what are those called? Pit boss? <laughs> That's casino. Rochek would definitely. What are they called? Uh, crew? Pit crew? Pit crew. Yeah. Crew chief. No, Rochek would definitely have to be driving too. Um, that's my gambling, my gambling brain. So I remember uh, Rochek and Dan and Mike Madison. They're always at like BMX, BMX, BMX. Oh no, first, first it was skateboard. It's like, oh, we're gonna skateboard, and Dan was like, oh, I can't do a kickflip, so I'm gonna do BMX. So he said, started doing BMX. Like they were all doing like this. I, like I associate like skateboarding, BMXing, and car racing in the same field where people just want to do things that 
drive adrenaline. That just drive adrenaline. Uh-huh. So, they were all about that. I don't... As a kid, did you really want to be a race car driver? Yeah, dude. As a kid? What a shitty brother. I had... I had... Like, three, I, I thought you, you wanted to be a I chef. I had, like, 300 Hot Wheels. <laughs> I wanted to be a race chef. Car driver. I wanted to be a chef when I was, like, 13 years old so I knew how to cook a few things. Oh, quick fun fact about myself. Uh, because I used to love to draw when I was younger... Uh, I actually submitted myself and Hot Wheels had a promotion going on that uh, they would take some uh, submissions from their fans on a new car design for Hot Wheels. Did you draw one? And I drew one and colored it in and they selected my car to be No, no, no way. way. But the weird thing is, is the submission paper that I got claiming that it was mine was not my name. So either someone... Put my address Wait, you down. got it? You got it back in the mail, though? It was just a certificate. Do you have it? No, I, no, I don't think so. Well, you have somewhere in my Dude, that's like house, a but... huge milestone. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... <laughs> yeah. That's I, like winning a lot. But I remember yeah. getting it in the mail, and it was some really long, unpronounceable Russian name, and then it had... I mean, it was... You should have changed your name to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was your... My name is Usyaf. But it was your drawing? Yeah. Do they actually make it? Again, uh, didn't follow up with that. It was what yeah. the how was just making money. I was like six. I was like six years old. making money off kids like design our next car. We'll that would be like a mission of mine. This oh my time. god! If that's the case, did you, you are like a celebrity? <laughs> yeah, I'm real celebrity. If there's a car, so right now in my head, I'm thinking every single time I see a Hot Wheel, I'm gonna look for Scott's car. I just need a picture of what it was. Nick's, and I'll find it. Do you remember, do you remember the color scheme? Cars. Is this it? No. Uh, I think it was, was I had I think it was the main body of the car was purple and I had like orange kind of light lightning bolts in it with a Sick. white like it was Sick. <laughs> with like Sick. The, but the lightning bolts were set in like a white background, like an oval background. So yeah, uh I I mean, can you, was, can you was, please find it that? It was like 25 when you, years ago. When you ago. go back to your parents' house. You should just get a custom paint job of your car right now. Ford Escape. Ford Escape. All right, Nick, your turn. Uh, and then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna end, end the pot on yours. Mine is boring. Um, well, then make it spicy. Yeah. So I always Sell wanted, us. So I always wanted to be a pilot. Uh-huh. As an boring. airline pilot. Ooh, I had that. Commercial had airline pilot? Yeah, commercial airline like pilot. Fire I just pilot? no, no, not not if I I didn't want to be in a jet or anything. I just wanted to fly a big plane full of people, and then I, I like I kind of had this dream up until right before I went into college. I looked into Lewis University, where shout out Alex Cologne went, <laughs> um, and I was like, is this a legitimate opportunity for me to be a pilot? And I just appreciate the fact that a pilot can fly a plane full of people land somewhere, spend some time there, like, explore the entire world, and then, like, on the dime of the airline, and then just fly back. And, like, not only that, you get to fly all of your friends for free, you could buy a plane. Because at the time, they were making, when I was, like, looking into it, they were making, like, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Now airline pilots made, like, 30K, like, teachers. Right? So, like, I wanted to essentially fly... He's still making money. Yeah, I don't think think making thirty k. No, yeah, I mean, like some pilots do. Like if you're a pilot for Amazon, if you're if you're flying for Amazon, you're making forty k a year, fifty k a year, maybe. What? Yeah, it's like nothing. Like I mean, you're not making a lot of money. You're flying just like regular routes. 
But, like, so my mom actually works for a pilot that works for Delta, um, and they he makes, he makes, like, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, um, but I don't know what the, I think it's, like, a tenure type thing, where, like, if you fly for a certain amount of years, you make more money, uh, I just I just appreciated the fact that you get to command an entire plane full of people, take them safely from one place to another place, and then be able to explore wherever you're at for a few days. Uh, so that was my. That was my it's childhood dream. So that was my childhood dream, but now I'm turning that into my adulthood dream after, uh, becoming successful in my endeavors and just traveling the world. You want to get like a uh, pilot license? Just no, I don't want to fly a plane. Just because, so like same thing with like Dan and his motorcycle. I don't want everyone around me to stress about the fact that I might die in a fiery crash. So like, I'm not gonna fly a plane. I'll let the professionals do it. Just because I have seven hundred hours in a in a in a Cessna doesn't mean I get to fly a plane. Uh-huh. I don't want to be that news to it. It's like, oh, a small plane crashes in Dubuque, Iowa, or whatever. So I'm going to let the professionals do it um, and just fly first class. So, like, sh- like l- let's mark this date in history. I have <coughs> never flown first class in my life. Have you? Yes. Uh, ah, fuck you, Ali. <laughs> I, don't, you? I don't think that's a, like, a regular thing to do. It's not a regular thing at all. Yeah. I, honestly, I... You said it like it was. No, I said it like, like, the, it's, like, people expect people to fly first class... I don't think many people have flown first class. People expect people to fly first class. Like, I'm saying, like, people that fly a lot expect people, like, oh, we've flown first class before. Like, I've I've only flown first class over the last few years just because my cousin works for the airlines. So we get lucky and we get upgraded, and I'm very fortunate. So I was was looking into this. Like, how do you get upgraded to first class? Uh, They just, if their seat's open, they auto upgrade you. But, like, because you're an employee. Because my cousin, yeah, he's an employee. So they want to treat their employees great. great Real benefits. quick, I just want to refute what you said about what Amazon pilots make. Based on Glassdoor, they make between one hundred ninety-seven and two hundred fifteen k a year. Yeah, got it. They make less than their counterparts that work for FedEx. You can drive Glassdoor. for Uber and make more than that if you if you think they're only making thirty forty k. I don't know where I read it. Machine Car- cargo pilots. I think it's like the average airline pilot. Uh, Income like Google? Did you Google the average commercial airline pilots? Maybe not commercial, but I don't know. I just remember commercials. I don't. I don't think any pilots are making less than like sixty k. Well, I know median as of twenty eighteen, the median average salary of commercial airline pilots is one hundred thirty thousand. What about uh like like cargo pilots? I mean, yeah, that's a pretty important job. I mean, you're the the machinery that you're responsible for. Right? I mean, I'm okay with being wrong, but I, I swear I've heard. I mean, you're flying. Pilot, you're so flying some pilots being like, Shelly for a cargo pilot is sixty k per year. Okay, maybe safe. that's what I was I was thinking about. Is like, cargo pilots, they have no passengers to worry about. It's one person or two people that they have to worry about. I mean, you're still flying. A, a how much does a plane cost? Like a billion dollars. Couple hundred million. Yeah. Pretty pretty big deal. I mean, Drake bought one. Why don't you just call him? You have Drake's number, right? Yes. All right. He's gonna sue us soon for uh, 
copyright using his song. Okay. It's not, man. We're good with we're, we're good with Drake. What happened with Drake? Does Drake make music anymore? Hey, he just dropped an album like last week or something. Or last month. <laughs> or no, last year. He <laughs> <laughs> just dropped an album randomly. No one knows about it. I mean, yeah, he still like consistently will drop a song here and there. Or like yeah. be featured on a song. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still on that hangover he, from the from the Raptors winning the NBA championship. Like, he was my favorite. He won that championship. He, he, yeah. Guess he, what he, he was my favorite yeah. rapper. Uh, I don't know if no, you can call him a rapper, but... Um, like I, I now understand the arc of 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 quality that a rapper has. You can only make so much good music before you start making shitty music and then just fade away. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure his last album was pretty good. Yeah, last yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think he has another good one. Dude, I was when I was at a uh, I was at a bar in Michigan State over the weekend, and literally that DJ just played nothing but like his hits, and I'm like, damn, I didn't realize I get. Drake has a lot of hits. Yeah, you can count on more on all ten fingers and toes. He's got shit ton of bangers. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know how much. Just how many more he has. I mean, he just he just contacts his ghostwriter and then they just do do. Well, the Drake, shout out Drake. If you have more hits, holla at us. <laughs> shout out Money and Hustles in your next song, and then maybe you'll make something of yourself. And while you're at it, please buy us our commercial jetliner. Uh, a basic model costs eighty-two million dollars. Oh really? That's yeah. not bad. There's, How a, big? there's a big Trump play between was, a 737 and a 700. That's it? You know America's greatest export? Planes. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Shout out Boeing. Like in in uh, dollar value or in... Yeah. yeah. Not volume. Right. We sell more rice. We sell more rice. Our shit's just more expensive. Yeah. So, anyway. What are we closing this pot on? Um. Hey, so like everyone that's listening, can you please uh, call us out if we're using the word like or um in any of our uh, conversations? So, I think you do uh, it when you're drunk. I do. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't. You don't. You were, were you uh, sober last week? Yeah. Dan, can you Soberish. A couple of drinks. Was I liking and umming a lot? No, but when you do drink a lot, you do say like a lot. I do say like a lot. You see, like, I I was listening to the episode a few, like, two weeks ago, and, yeah, it was pretty, like, apparent. <laughs> it was like, fuck, like, every other word. Yeah. Yeah. But I also sound like an idiot on here, so. No, you don't. You sound great. <clears throat> Excuse me. But. Damn. Live burp. Yeah, that. That'll that'll do it for this week's episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Remember to stay hustling. Never stop. Monday nights. So I sent you a video of us actually hustling on a Monday night when you guys were walking through that Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. That's Excel. what Monday Night Hustlers is all about. Yeah. Excel. That's, that's what I excel at. <laughs> wow. Is that a play on words? No. Double entendre? Double entendre. Did you send it to me? Uh, the video? Yeah. I will. Alright. Well, that was our little post-production meeting. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Harry's. Nope.